We're uh, starting a new message series this morning that I've called Chasing After Happiness. And uh, we're going to start the series and the message today with a little uh, survey, a little scale that you'll find in your bulletin there on your message notes, the top of it. And um, I'd ask you to kind of rate yourself on a scale of 1 to 10, how unhappy or happy are you? With 1 being, I was barely able to get myself out of bed this morning to come here. I was that unhappy. Uh, to 10 being, um, you, you'll never be any happier than this, this side of heaven. So, you know, between 1 and 10, where are you on the happy scale this morning? And I'm going to put this in the bulletin here this first week, and then we'll put it in again at the, at the end of the series and hopefully uh, make some progress on that. But uh, go ahead and rate yourself. I see smiles over here. I don't know if that's good or bad. <laughs> Rating each other over there? Or... Yeah. Well, so, as I was thinking and praying about what series to do this fall, because the fall is a, an important time as far as everybody getting kind of back in the swing of things. And as I was praying about that and thinking about it, it seemed that I became more and more aware of people around me who were just not happy. Uh, I see it on Facebook, you know, posts on Facebook. I, uh, people were talking to me about that, uh, their job and their marriage. And, and the pr predominant theme in, in all these discussions was uh, just a lack of happiness. They're, they just weren't happy. They were searching for something that they didn't know how to find. And, you know, if we're, if we're uh, honest, we all want to be happy. We want our children to be happy, our grandchildren to be happy. And sometimes it can feel like we're chasing after something that we just can't find. And we've all experienced that at some time or another, had that experience of emptiness. That It felt like, uh, I've, I've felt it in my life, I know, and you probably have too, that you, you just felt like you're searching for something and you don't know what it is. And, and it seems so elusive, too. You know, one day you'll have it, you feel happy, and then the next day it's, it's gone. And the pursuit of happiness can leave us uh, wondering if, you know, we've missed something, especially as followers of Jesus Christ. If, if we have those days when we just, or those times when we just don't feel happy, we wonder, you know, am, am, am I lacking something here? Am I missing something? As a follower of Christ, shouldn't I, shouldn't I be happy? And, and uh, I think that an even deeper level or question is, um, does God even want me to be happy? Does God even want me to be happy? And that's the question that we're going to look at today. So if we're going to be talking about happiness and, and how to, to find more happiness in our life, then the starting place is probably, is that even something God wants for us? Does God want us to be happy? So if you're taking notes, go ahead and pull out your message notes and we'll get started with this question, does God want me to be happy? And the answer is yes and no. <laughs> yes and no. Uh, how many of you have a, a child in your life, a, either your own child, a grandchild, a niece, a nephew, somebody that you care about? 
children in your life, pretty much, pretty much all of us, right? And if I were to ask you, do you want them to be happy, what would you say? Absolutely, I sure do, right? Yes, I want my children, my grandchildren to be happy. And God is our parent. And we find all kinds of evidence in Scripture that it gives God joy when we have joy, that he delights in our happiness. I mean, if you think about the world he created, it, it's a, it, he created this for us to enjoy. And it's beautiful, isn't it? And he gave us his son, Jesus Christ, so that we could have new life and that we could experience the same kind of joy that Jesus experienced. And like any parent, God longs for us to be happy. But like any good parent, God has certain perimeters for that happiness. He wants us to be eternally happy, not temporarily happy. And, you know, I, I was thinking of an illustration of this, and, and um, I think we, we all love to see our kids happy. If, if you go to a, a sporting event with your child or a horse thing or whatever it is, and, you know, they score a goal or they hit a home run or they win a trophy, and, you know, they're like doing the victory dance and they're excited and they're happy, we're happy for them, right? We just experience that joy with them and we're glad to see them happy. Uh, when you watch, when they're watching a movie and it's one of those funny movies and they're just laughing and it's just so much fun to see the joy that they're experiencing, right, as they're uh, watching this movie. But um, if you ask the child to pause that movie that they've already watched five or ten or twenty times and come and help you with the dishes and they don't do that, and you ask several times, and they don't do that, then their laughter starts to lose some of its charm, doesn't it? <laughs> and if you finally pause the movie yourself with the remote and uh, invite them into the kitchen, and they come stomping in and stomp on your foot as they go by, then the pursuit of happiness is not the highest priority on your list, right? Uh, their happiness is, is kind of uh, lowers in your uh, value system. So there can be dangers to making happiness our number one priority for our children. If we sacrifice important lessons about responsibility, respecting others, and uh, having a good work ethic, uh, because you know they just aren't happy when they have to take out the garbage, uh, then we are... Uh, sacrificing their long-term well-being for a temporary happiness right now. And, and God delights in our happiness, but he knows what it takes for us to be truly happy. He knows that a lot of the things that we chase after aren't really going to be the best thing for us in the long run. So it's important to understand and recognize that there are times when God doesn't want us to be happy. We're going to look at a couple of those. The first one is, God doesn't want us to be happy at the expense of others. God doesn't want us to be happy at the expense of others. Jesus didn't choose his own well-being and happiness over ours. And God doesn't want us to pursue happiness at the expense of others. And, you know, this can play out in a variety of ways. Uh, it means watching our words when it would make us feel happy <laughs> or feel better to say something, you know, deliver that slam, but it, it's at, at the expense of someone else's self-esteem. 
or the use of our time, or the use of our resources. Um, someone bought me something when they were on vacation. Some, sometimes that happens. People go on vacation, they'll see something reminds them of me, or they think that I might like it, or uh, something. So uh, this couple that just came back from vacation bought me this shirt. And he said that he looked at it one day, and... Uh, he wanted to get it for me because he thought I would like it, but then he didn't, and, and then he went back the, other, the next day and he got it anyway. So um, this is the, the shirt he got me. It says, Jesus loves you, but I'm his favorite. <laughs> you can see why he hesitated, right? He said, I was afraid you would take it wrong, that you would think that I thought that you think that you're his favorite. And he said, I, I don't think that at all. But I, I, I just thought it was funny, and I thought you would think it was funny. And it is funny. Isn't it funny? On a t-shirt. <laughs> but it's not funny in real life. It, it's not funny when we live like God think, we think God is our, uh, we're God's favorite. And I think that that's one of the most challenging points um, things about living in the American culture. We are so prosperous that it's easy for us to look around at what other people have and kind of set our standard of living by what is in our neighborhood or our community or our church and put our happiness, getting that next great tool or you know next new piece of technology above the very real needs for food and clothing that others have here and around the world. And we can have that kind of attitude that, that we're blessed, we're God's favorite, and uh, don't notice the needs of others around us. And James spoke about this, and he says in James um, 2:15 and 16, suppose you see a brother or sister who has no food or clothing, and you say goodbye and have a good day. You know, be happy. Don't worry, be happy. Go, go your way, stay warm and eat well. But then you don't give that person any food or clothing. What good does that do? And then he goes on to say that faith without deeds is dead. And so this, this faith that's only seeking our own happiness and our own good and not the good of others is, is a dead kind of faith. And God doesn't want us to seek our own happiness without attending to the needs of others when we're, or seeking our own happiness at the expense of others. And then the second time... Uh, God doesn't want us to be happy. God doesn't want us to choose temporary happiness over eternal joy. We miss out on real happiness when we seek worldly pleasures over eternal treasures. God wants us to be happy, but he wants us to find happiness in things that last. Everything here is temporary. Uh, God doesn't want us to be so involved in the pursuit of happiness in this world that we miss out on heaven. And Max Lucado tells a story in um, his book, Heaven, God's Highest Hope. And he asks the question, he says, if you take a fish and you put him, take him out of water and you put him on the sand, is he going to be happy? That's not a rhetorical question. That's, is the fish going to be happy? No, he, he's not going to be happy. Why? Right. He can't breathe. He's, he's out of water, right? He is out of his element. There's no water. 
Well, let's say that you uh, were to take $100,000 in cash and just pile it all over that fish. Would he be happy then if he had all the money that he could ever use? No, he, he wouldn't be happy. What, what if you give that fish a lounge, a lounge chair, a Corona beer, and a Playfish magazine? Is he going to be happy? Some of you look hesitant on that one. You're not sure. <laughs> is the fish going to be happy? No. He is, he's not going to be happy because he's a fish. He's created for the water, not the sand, right? He's created for the ocean. And, you, you know, we're not created for this world. It, you can have everything in the world, that, everything that the world has to offer, and you will ultimately uh, not have lasting happy, happiness. God created us for heaven. We're created for eternity. And no car, no house, no new job, no new person is going to satisfy the cravings of our heart because inside your heart you have a Christ-shaped void, a Christ-shaped hole. And our happiness is directly related to the choices that we make. And the most important choice that we can make is to choose Jesus. Uh, He will bring more joy and happiness to your life than anything this world has to offer. And so the the takeaway, the thing that, if you don't remember anything else I say today, is is this, that God doesn't want you to pursue happiness. He wants you to pursue Him. God doesn't want you to pursue happiness. He wants you to pursue Him, and that's the bottom line. True happiness comes from knowing and loving God through Jesus Christ. And when you pursue happiness instead of God, then what happens is we often make choices and and go chasing after things that are not really going to make us happy and in the end cause us pain. But when you pursue God, you find true and eternal happiness. Our, our memory verse this week comes from Psalm 144.15. So if you want to read it with me. Psalm 144.15. Happy are the people whose God is the Lord. Psalm 144:15. Happy are the people whose God is the Lord. And, and, you know, happiness is greatly related to the choices we make, isn't it? The spouse that you choose has a direct effect on your happiness. The career you choose impacts your happiness. And God wants you to choose him and live in his ways. And, and that's the only way that we're going to find true happiness in this life. And I want to really quickly look at three ways that pursuing God will bring the deep joy that we're really seeking. The first is you'll have a foundation for a happier life. When you pursue God, you have a foundation for a happier life. Many times we feel unhappy, and it's because something is awry in our life. We've made a bad choice at some point, and now things are just a mess or or uh, there's just some area of our life that it just feels like something is missing. And Jesus knew how to, to live well and to have a life that was full of meaning and not lack anything. And Jesus said that when we follow him and his teaching, and when we put his teaching into practice, then our lives are like a man who building a house, who dug down deep and laid the foundation on a rock. When the flood came, the torrent struck that house, but it could not shake it because it was well built. But the one who hears my words and does not put them into practice is like a man who built his house on the ground without a foundation. The moment the torrent struck that house, it collapsed and its destruction was complete. 
When we pursue God and, and his teaching, follow Jesus' teaching, our lives have a stability and a foundation that can weather the storms and that, can, that we can build on for a happier life. And then, two, you'll find the joy of being you. You, you get the, the joy of being you. And, you know, as we pursue God and abide in Christ, we become more and more the person that God created us to be. Uh, you'll find the joy of being accepted and loved as you are while you become more fully who God had in mind when he created you. Uh, Psalm 119.1 says, Joyful are people of integrity who follow the instructions of the Lord. Joyful are people of integrity. And, and integrity is, is being whole and complete, un, undivided. And as you follow God and learn to live in his ways, you develop a strength of character. And, and the gap between the person who you long to be and the person you are narrows. You'll be happier with yourself because you're becoming a person of integrity, a person who does the right thing even when it's hard, a person who lives as Jesus lived. And then number three, you'll find the wisdom to make choices that bring lasting happiness. When we pursue God, God, God is the source of all wisdom. And the truth is that, that uh, happiness if we don't know what it takes to make us happy, then we're going to settle for a quick fix, right? The, the next quick fix that comes along, we're going to go for that if we don't know what it really takes to make us happy. And we'll keep looking for happy in all the wrong places. But God's the God of wisdom, and he is the one who knows what it takes to make us happy. And in the, in the series, we're going to talk about some choices that we can make that help us to line up our life with the way that God designed us. And we're going to be talking about making relational choices, financial choices, character choices, choices about our attitude that will contribute to greater, more consistent happiness in life and in the life to come. Pursuing God is the starting place. He's our greatest treasure. Knowing him is the greatest joy, and we have fullness of life in him. And in him, you'll find wisdom to make the kind of choices that bring real life and eternal happiness. Would you pray with me? Lord God, uh, I thank you for uh, this opportunity to get together and to, to begin to talk about what really makes us happy, what you had in mind, and what what's your intention for us. And I just commit the next several weeks, God, to seeking out you and your way of life and your way of living your design for us. And I pray, Lord, that you will increase and bless our lives as, as we learn to walk in step with you. We thank you, God, for your son, Jesus Christ, the greatest joy, the greatest treasure of all. And help us always, God, to, to remember and to, to believe that Christ is enough, that, that he's sufficient for every need. We ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen.